This episode is brought to you by Delta Airlines. I recently flew Delta, I want to say about a week ago now, and I was coming back home from being in Atlanta for a speaking engagement, and Delta just gave me such a wonderful experience. And it really was the icing on the cake of just such an amazing weekend that I had. Some of the things that I loved particularly about my Delta airline experience was first, the amazing customer service. Everyone there was so kind, so welcoming, so present, so attentive. And a small thing, but was big to me, was just something simple as having headphones so that I can enjoy more than a thousand hours of in-flight entertainment. I mean, my flight wasn't that long, but I got to catch up on a movie, some shows, just things I don't have time to do usually at home. I was able to enjoy that in the air. Delta also offers fast, free Delta Sync Wi-Fi, and it's available for SkyMiles members. Being able to access the Wi-Fi, I was able to order some groceries and just get a head start on my week. It was a great end to my experience and ushered me right back in to be at home. So even if you're not home yet, Delta Airlines helps you feel a little bit like it. Delta Airlines believes that you should feel at home, even if you're 30,000 feet above it. Learn more at Delta.com. This episode is brought to you by Happy Mammoth. Listen, over the last weekend, I went to a family reunion. And unfortunately, that fell on that particular time of the month that all of the women know what I'm talking about. So I had an attitude I wanted to eat everything, and I was in the South, which means I wanted to eat everything that was terrible for me. And overall, I just wasn't feeling it. I had a great time, just wasn't feeling like myself. Now it's easier to manage PMS with estro control. Happy Mammoth, the company that created Hormone Harmony, is dedicated to making women's lives easier. And that means using only science-backed ingredients that have been proven to work for women. They make no compromise when it comes to quality, and it shows. Hormone Harmony contains science-backed herbal extracts called adaptogens. Now, here's the beauty about adaptogens. They help the body adapt to any stressors, like chaotic hormonal changes that happen naturally throughout a woman's life. For a limited time, you can get 15% off your entire first order at happymammoth.com. Just use the show code BLESSED at checkout. That's happymammoth.com and use the code BLESSED for 15% off today. Today's episode is part one of my interview with Rosalind Renee. We talk about all things entrepreneurship, ease, time with God, everything. But before we get into that, I want to tell you guys that we have a time with God challenge coming up within the society from March 13th through March 26th. It's a free challenge. We just ask that you pre-register at blessedandbossedup.com slash challenge. You will get an email to activate your free trial once it's time so that you're in the community for the full two weeks for free. And then after the challenge is over, if you want to stay, we would love to have you And if not, I hope that you leave us with just the tools that you need to get consistent with your prayer time. But let me tell you what the Time with God Challenge is. It was founded by Rosalind Renee, and she's going to be leading it within our group. It's a 14-day challenge where you'll learn how to prioritize quiet time with God, cut out distractions during your time, learn different strategies for spending time with God in different seasons, gain insight into how time with God can be flexible, and connect to a community of ladies along the same journey as you. The challenge features amazing speakers, prayer calls, daily devotionals, Bible studies, access to a ton of different classes and resources to aid you in building your relationship with God. If you're looking to recommit your relationship and your time with God and connect with some amazing ladies, then this challenge is for you. Again, you can go to blessedandbossedup.com slash challenge to see all of our speakers, all of the sessions, all of the details, and you can also pre-register. And then we'll send you an email right before the challenge starts so that you can activate your free trial. Let's start the show. You are listening to Blessed and Bossed Up, presented by Anchored Media an entrepreneurship podcast for Christians all about how to make God the CEO of your business. Get ready to be inspired, challenged, but well-equipped to live and build your destiny his way.
Welcome back to another episode of the Blessed and Bossed Up podcast. If you are not subscribed to our YouTube channel, subscribe to my channel, Tatum Tamia. I'll put the link in the show description. Um, I'm actually going live right now on my YouTube channel for this week's episode because we have a special guest in the building. We have Miss Rosalind Renee, Mrs. Rosalind Renee. She is the host of the Therapy as a Christian podcast, productivity coach at Show Up Sis, wife, mom, overall bad chick, that girl, okay? Come on, that girl. (laughs) All of the things. Make sure you put girl with a W in it, okay, sis? (laughs) Yes. So Rosalind, of course, is a fave of the podcast. So we had to have her back so that we can catch up. Last time we talked, we talked about you were just now about to leave your job. So I want to pick up from that conversation that we had, because over the last few weeks of the episode, we've talked about um, winning a victory over yourself. Um, I gave a message that I got when I was praying about the podcast where God was just sharing the importance of his people being relentless, just like not willing to let up in their pursuit of him. Um, We have talked about so much. We talked about you worship what you worry about, which was a revelation that I got while I was reading this book. And I had to close the book because he was when he that he said that I was like, you worship what you worry about. That got me together. I couldn't even read no more after that. So we did a podcast on that. And so um, I wanted to have you on the show because, of course, we talk all the time. Mm -hmm. And you also I didn't even mention this. You're now a therapist. Like, come on. (sighs) Excuse me for forgetting the things. You're also (laughs) now a therapist. You're so funny. Come on, you can try to get everybody their flowers. You know, like I got to put some respect on your name. So yes, I wanted to have you back on the show so we could catch up and also so you can share some insights with us on these topics. So let's start with where we left off the last time where you were going into full-time entrepreneurship. How's it been? (laughs) G-H-E-T-T-O. No, let me, let me, let me, let me, let me pull back and be honest. So I quit my job July 5th um, of 2021 and entrepreneurship has been a whirlwind. Mm -hmm. Um, There's nothing that can prepare you for it. So just to be honest, like everybody that has a side hustle or you work a full-time job, there's nothing that can really prepare you for entrepreneurship. However, when you do things God's way, there's another layer of just unpredictability. Um, I've been really in a season of working in ease and that's really uncomfortable for me because I am so like results driven, ambitious, like very much so wanted to go hard in the paint and God has been really showing me ease this season. And it's really uncomfortable because I, my brain naturally wants to go into hustling mode when I worry about stuff, but entrepreneurship has been interesting. It has kicked my butt I'm gonna be honest but it also has allowed me to understand that when I do things for God he takes care of the back end stuff that I don't even have to think about so it's very Mm -hmm. challenging I'm not gonna lie it's very challenging but it's more it's more of a faith walk like I'm on the water I am Mm -hmm. on the water and when you don't when you're on the water with God learning and really rationalizing that this is a walk of faith um, becomes a lot easier when you really, really grasp hold to that belief. So um, it's really, it is about being relentless, like you said earlier, but it has been a challenge up and down through mm-hmm. and through throughout this whole process. I loved how you talked about you're out on the water and in order for you to be out there, that takes trust. You know, faith is one thing, but faith is proven by what we do, right? We can yeah. say we have faith all day, but faith is a verb. So Baby. What were the things, and at this point, being out on the water, you don't have time for the basics. You got to use what you learned in order to sustain you through this faith walk. So what were some of the things that you did to really build your trust up in God to be able to rely on him in this uncomfortable season? Yeah, I think we neglect when we're worried our spiritual tools. So um, mm-hmm. to give a story time, me and my husband are actually closing on a house on Tuesday. Whoop, whoop, whoop. See, I was going to add that. that in there, but I was like, <laughs> I don't know if she's going to say it. So let me hold Girl, back. so it's a whole, ble- it's, that story is such a blessing because it is a physical example of my hands not being involved in anything. So background, me and, me and my husband have been looking for a house since I was pregnant with my son. 
since 2020. We started the process again. Um, my husband is a very fearless person. I don't, I have no understanding as to how he thinks the way he thinks, but God knew not to give me somebody who was wimpy. Okay. Yeah. Because I can't be married to no pump. Amen. So because of that, <laughs> Nico is like, we're going to go find this house. And so that was towards the end of 2020. And in the interim of all of this, I had actually launched my program again, my eight week program, and I needed to refine it. So I shut it down and didn't relaunch it again. So because that's my money generating thing, God had kind of really kind of told me to work on it a little bit more, take a break and all of that. However, we're looking for this house. So I go into panic mode of, I need to go back to work. Like, I don't, I don't need to be in entrepreneurship anymore. This isn't rational. Like I have a license at this point. I'd also just got my license. I have my license. I can go get a job. Like this ain't, this ain't it. Sat down in December and fasted. And God was like, do not forfeit this plan. He was like, I said, God, I mean, I went to the Lord Tatum and was real, real like, hey, fella, like, listen, let's have a conversation. Um, God, I am a well-bodied human being. I have a very smart brain. I can go back to work. I don't have to do this. This is not even right. I don't have to be in entrepreneurship. You know, I was ready to throw in the towel, which can happen when you're in the thick of what's going on. You get rational. You get, you lose your faith brain. Your brain goes into what you can do. And God really, really pressed on me during that whole fast to not forfeit the plan. He was like, there are so many things that I'm going to do, but you cannot forfeit the plan and give up so quickly. So long story short, I basically was like, okay, well, if I'm not going back to work, you're going to have to show up for me. Like you're going to have to show up for us. We had, um, I had started having interviews out. Listen, and here's the other thing. When you get in your rational brain, the enemy just be like, oh, have a field day just start sending you all the things and you're thinking they're good opportunities mm -hmm. and when guys like no you're like do you not see all these things that are coming my way like mm -hmm. i could absolutely go do them and he's like no and you have a choice to choose obedience over what you know what you actually could do and so i had to turn down interviews these were good 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 places to work um and he told me to stick with it and so long story short, I remember one day I actually went to your retreat and had spoke, came home. And I remember I was talking to the Lord. I said, you know what, God, I'm going to call these people and tell them I'm not going to do this interview process anymore. The next day, we actually found out we had got an offer accepted on the house that we ended up having to pull out of. But just the timeline, if we had got that offer beforehand, I would have went back to work. I would have been like, you know what? God, I, I ain't got this. And so sticking with entrepreneurship when you know your call to it is a challenge, but it's also necessary to not forfeit whatever God wants to do. Um, and I think that has been the hardest thing to not go into what I know I can do versus what I've been called to do. Um, because sometimes you just don't, you don't know what it looks like. Yeah. And so since that time he has just provided um, but it has been a challenge. Let's talk about that, though, because as you were talking, what I heard was survival mode. And I wrote that down. I'm like, dang, that's got to be a whole separate podcast episode. But can you talk a bit, though, about combating survival? What when faith and survival mode are in a versus battle, <laughs> like head to head, you got to decide, am I hopping all in with God or am I going into survival mode? Because that's uh, something that's inundated in us. And I think mm -hmm. um, an unproductive trait that a lot of us have when it comes to faith is, is thinking that when we want to go into survival mode, then, oh, I'm a terrible, like you, we beating ourselves up. No, it's in us. Like our mm -hmm. flesh wants to sin. It yep. wants yep. to yep. go into survival mode. So beating yourself up for, for your flesh being what it is, is unproductive but yeah. what is productive is coming up with a system so that you're disciplined in your decisions enough so that so that no matter how much you want to go in survival mode you still decide to obey God so what was that real rationale or system or things that you did to make sure okay survival mode you got to go we got to keep moving in faith yeah so I think one you have to identify do you trust God and mm -hmm. I think 
for me, I very much so in this walk of being entrepreneurship realized that there were a lot of things that were coming up during this process that God was revealing areas that I did not trust him in. I didn't trust him in being fully provisional. Like I didn't trust him to be like, Hey, are you going to really like provide? Um, And money can be a very like complex topic to talk about. But for me, it was like, are you going to provide when I don't have to, when, when I don't have any say so really in my decision to go back to work, but I just have to trust you. Like this obedience factor becomes very complex at times. And so that's why I was saying you cannot forfeit your spiritual tools like prayer, fasting, connecting with your community. Like there were, I even called you. I remember I called you on Tatum. Got in, got, got in me and was like, you got to choose. Okay. Mm-hmm. You got to choose. Mm-hmm. And so I think it's really getting secure on your trust. Like when God brings something up to you, he's going to humble you to let you know like, do you really trust me? And I think those factors, instead of beating yourself up and isolating and pulling back or choosing not to obey, you have to then just really press in to say, Father, I'm going to trust you in what your word says. And if you're choosing obedience, that doesn't mean it's going to always be peaches and cream, but you got to then like really use the arsenal. We have been blessed with an arsenal. We have the Holy Spirit. We have prayer. We have our intimacy with God. We have faith. We have the ability to go to the word and come back and cast down. And so I think it's so easy to forfeit and kind of ignore what you have. But in order to really walk this and be about it, you have to then use the things that you've been given. And so for me, it's really being understanding that I didn't trust God fully. Come to him, bring that to him and really say, okay, I need you to help me walk through this and be stronger because I can't allow the enemy to take away the destiny you have called me to, but also I love you too much to forfeit this. Like I love you too much to not trust you. And I don't want to give, give that up because also when you've seen God's provision and you see what he can do to go and shrink back would be like, you just, you're not even walking in the fullness of the power that God could have and the glory he could have and because it's not about me it's really not it's it's none of it and and I think that was another thing he showed me was like none of the things that you're doing have anything to do with you he's thinking generationally he's thinking beyond what I can do currently in this moment this time and so thinking about that you have no choice but then to hold on to faith and if you choose to not hold on to faith there's grace for that but also what are what is at the cost of that what is the cost of not doing that? And so for me, it was really holding on to my spiritual tools, recognizing, being honest with God about areas I didn't trust him in, and then intimately giving that to him and walking through the process of him Him showing me what to do. So what did that process look like? It Getting consistent with my time with him. That was one area that I feel like when I was stressed out, fell off the bandwagon, like mm-hmm. consistent time with him. Um I think it got being very clear about my systems and planning. So there was during my fast in December, he was like plan for the year. I had never planned for the year before. And I know I remember you talking about that to um, the society. And I remember thinking like, how do you plan for the year? But he just like told me, take a whiteboard, write everything I want to do for the following year and plan it out. And so what that did was it gave me direction on what I want to do instead of being kind of flailing and fleeting on what I wanted to launch, when I wanted to launch, when I wanted to do it, um, getting organized, planning my day better. Instead of just kind of like letting the day run me, I run the day and really walk into the authority of the day. Um, being a lot better on when things will come up. So like, having boundaries with clients. So I only see clients on certain days. I don't allow them to be seen all throughout the week so I can show up in different ways and have rest. Being consistent with fasting. um, That's something I do on a weekly basis now. There's even days during my month where I spend the whole day with God. Like I plan out, I don't work. I literally spend my day with him. And that can look like not just being in the closet, but taking myself to lunch or doing something. And I think when you become an entrepreneur you I think society makes it to where it's this hustler thought process and there can be seasons where you're working really hard and like doing things longer but truly what I've learned in business with doing it with God is that he provides such a freedom 
and what we do that there's not like that. I told you before, like it doesn't feel hard. It feels very like freeing to work. It feels fun to work. It feels like I'm actually doing something that means something. Um, what else did I do? Um, just really, really grasping hold to my schedule. I think that was probably one of the biggest things and just consistent time with the father. Yeah, I love that you say that because a lot of us are very type A people. We gives our, give ourselves these perfectionist titles. And I ain't gonna hold you up. I might hurt a couple of feelings, but most of the time, perfectionists are not that perf- perfect acting or perfect achieving because most of the time it's you are just controlling. You're not a perfectionist because you're not even doing the things well enough. Talk about it, sis. Okay. <laughs> to make the to make them look perfect as you claim you're trying to do. And I, I think we need to call a spade a spade when it comes to ourselves. I always say like self-awareness, in my opinion, is a secret to success. The more you know yourself, the better off you're going to be. And I think I was talking about this in an interview that I did. Like, I know for me, I am very confident in my ability to do things. So when it comes to doing business God's way, I have to be aware of how that can be a weakness and a a strategy of the enemy to play me against myself. Because if he can get me in my head, like, you could do this. Like, no, I mean, you just go ahead and do it. And that will make me go and make it happen as opposed to sitting back and waiting on God's timing. And so same thing, I think we need to understand, like, maybe I'm not perfectionist. Maybe I'm just controlling. Maybe I'm actually scared of putting this out and I'm hiding behind perfectionism because that looks, that feels better. That part, that one, that one right there. Because I think, I think you can get, for me, one of the things that came up earlier this year was fear of success because I recognized for me oh, there's so much possibility with God. And I think when you're really walking the walk and you see fruit happening, and I think it's also a byproduct of also being humbled to recognize it's not me. So there's a fear of like, oh, it actually could happen. And then there's also a fear of like, God, I don't want to mess this up. Mm-hmm. And But that becomes still prideful because it's still about you. And you really have to tame that and understand that none of the things that we do are about us. We are just... The Bible promises, it is a promise in John 15 to say that we will produce much fruit when we are connected to Christ, period. That's a promise. That's not a statement. That is a promise that we're going to produce much fruit. But just because you're producing fruit doesn't mean you're in control because the Bible says that God is the gardener and Jesus is the vine. So there's nothing we can do when we're not connected to him. And so when you understand that, then you understand that you are just simply a vessel But that still takes you having to be in the process to understand that's only going to come up as you walk. Like you're not going to get that just sitting on the sidelines, planning and plotting and not taking any action. Like this is a faith walk. Mm -hmm. Gardening is an action. God's not looking at something and just being like, oh, it's it's producing fruit. Like gardening is an action tool. And so you got to come alongside Holy Spirit and actually do the work. And so being scared on the sidelines doesn't produce anything. You have to then actually do the work and let God train you as you go. Yeah, I love that. And even as same scripture tells us, like he prunes us so that we can bear much more fruit. So like even as, and the Bible says we go from glory to glory. So even as you bearing fruit and you experience levels of success and achievement or whatever, there's still another place for you to go. So you can't get disconnected at any point. And you have to be able to recognize when you are disconnected so that you can get back. And I know me, I have certain symptoms and indicators of I'm not out. I'm not connected the way that I need to. Mm-hmm. And so it, it's funny because the book I was reading is called like the ruthless, ruthless elimination of hurry. And it mm-hmm. talks about ease. And I'm, I've read that book and it gathered me. So um, I need that. I'm going to send it to you. It's good. And so in that book though, he talks about like, usually when we have a lot going on, the first thing that goes is our time with God. Period. And period. For me, I know once I start feeling overwhelmed, once I start feeling kind of anxious and I feel like my days are controlling me, I'm not in control and I feel like I'm just rushing and moving. I'm like, okay, something's wrong. I need to take a step back 
let me wake up earlier. What, what happened? And usually it's because I was not spending that time consistently anymore. And I think it's powerful to know yourself enough to know when something is off. So you're not fully into the deep end by the time you realize it, but it's that, that day to day. Why am I anxious? Why yeah. am I? Moving? And, and it, bec- and it becomes ahead. also spiritual warfare. Like we, we begin to then like the Bible clearly says, Mm-hmm. my burden is easy and my yoke is light yes because he carries the heaviness of the burden but if we're not bringing the burden if we're not coming then we have no awareness that the burden is his but also too why time with God goes out the window because that's the first thing the enemy can first thing the enemy knows if I can get her away from her safe space then it then automatically so then we get into survival mode because it's so easy for us to then try to figure it out on our own instead of being humble before God so the Bible says draw near to God and he'll draw near to you so if we're not drawing near that's a again that's a promise that's a promise not just a statement Mm -hmm. and so because it is is when you see the symptoms of anxiety or burden or overwhelm or worry have ask yourself the question first like am I spending my time with God and that goes mm-hmm. into being able to bring the ease of the day. Like the times where I can get into prayer, even if you get into your closet and you're like, I don't even know what to pray, pray the word. Just go open a scripture and just say, God, your word says this. Because mm-hmm. I remember I was talking to my therapist recently and she said to me, she's like, that's a that's a lie. For you not to be able to pray, that's a lie. She's like, the enemy mm-hmm. wants you to feel that you can't say what you need to say to your dad. And mm-hmm. that becomes our stumbling block if we're not spending time with him. This episode is brought to you by Bambi Human Resources. When running a business, HR issues can kill you. Wrongful termination suits, minimum wage requirements, labor regulations, and HR manager salaries aren't cheap. An average of $70,000 a year. Bambi, spelled B-A-M-B-E-E, was created specifically for small businesses. You can get a dedicated HR manager, craft HR policy, and maintain your compliance all for just $99 a month. With Bambi, you can change HR from your biggest liability to your biggest strength. Your dedicated HR manager is available by phone, email, or real-time chat. From onboarding to terminations, they customize your policies to fit your business and help you manage your employees day-to-day, all for just $99 a month. Month to month, no hidden fees, cancel anytime. You didn't start your business because you want to spend time on HR compliance. Let Bambi help and get your free HR audit today. Go to Bambi.com slash blessed right now to schedule your free HR audit. That's Bambi.com slash blessed spelled BAM to the B-E-E dot com slash blessed. I love that. I love that. In the last week's episode, I had said um, something along the lines of it, this was more so about like thought process and stuff like that. But I was saying at any point, a thought or something comes up, what needs to go off in your head is intruder alert, intruder alert. So same thing when anything opposite of ease and light is starting to present itself. Oh, no, no, no. The opposition is here. So let me deal with that. Let me go and see where I'm at with my time with God. Am I in my word? Am I studying? And am I really using my tools that is necessary for me to continue to walk the way he wants me to walk? Exactly. And so speaking with that, though, speaking of that, though, can you talk a bit about time with God from a logistic standpoint? Because a lot of people don't know what to do. You know, they're like, OK, I'm here. I'm up. I got my Bible. Like, where do I start? How do I really experience hearing from him and and getting what I need to take to my day. Yeah. So the first thing I would say is perspective. I think you got to know that um, God enjoys time with us. So it's not like this beating you upside the head of, oh, you got to spend time with me. And I think that can become an easy perspective when we talk about time with God, because it can feel like, or people will take the perspective from saying that of like, oh, well, I don't hear God or I don't, or he's not saying thing to me. <laughs> but the perspective is that <clears throat> he enjoys time with us. He enjoys intimate time. I think it's any person who has a relationship with you. <clears throat> it just is so important to understand that he enjoys time with you. So that's the first thing. The second thing I would say logistically, if we're getting very practical is 
just find something that you enjoy. If you are a journaler, journal. If you are someone who likes to read, read. If you are someone that really enjoys listening to music, music. I think we get very connected to the certain way a person or we hear people we admire do their time with God instead of really finding what works for you. I've heard people who are like, they'll read a book for a month and they'll read the scriptures from the book to gain perspective. If that is your time, use that time. Don't neglect any time that you study, any time that you give time to God is is necessary. Whether it's 30 minutes, an hour, whatever you want to do, craft your personal thing with him that's going to be helpful to you. So if it's praise and worship first, getting your mindset into the mind this is my time. I what I do is I listen to soaking music when I wake up. I brush my teeth. I'm listening to soaking music it's on YouTube, and I make my coffee. I prep my coffee. I do that while I take a shower, and then when I get into my time, my my mindset is already a calm space. Mm-hmm. I'll journal for maybe about ten minutes on like what I'm feeling, what I'm thinking about. I'll either open a devotional. Or I'll just start studying something. I might just read a book in the Bible. Mm-hmm. But most of the time, I'm either like getting my mindset ready. And usually my time with God is between 30 minutes to an hour. Mm-hmm. And it's not like it's not like this feeling of I don't want to do this. It's really more so of I really want to come to you and spend time with you. Um, practically, also, the other things I do is like ask friends for like what their devotional recommendations. The, the Bible app got everything. Y'all. I mean, it becomes a thing where we have to also not use it as an excuse to mm-hmm. not utilize these resources that are out there. Some people I know watch sermons during their time with God. They'll just watch a sermon over the course of the week, but really like journal is like one of those biggest things. Um, meditate on scripture. Sometimes I'll write a scripture over and over again, just to get it in my mind and my heart. Um, But those are things logistically that you could do. But if it's really just getting your mindset, get into the mindset of praise and worship, thanking God, writing gratitude to him, thanking him for who he is. Those can be like very simple things to get you into your time with him. I love it. So how did your time with God transition through different seasons, though? Because you went from you know, just being you and Nico, then now you have the baby. Now you're a full-time entrepreneur, like the transitions have happened. So how did the, how were you able to adjust so that God didn't go in the midst of you receiving the things that you were once praying for? Yeah. So that has shifted so much over time. And I think it goes back to what we were saying earlier, when you notice there's something missing, I think when you get consistent with God and you do have a relationship with him, you can tell when you haven't spent time with him. Mm -hmm. I think when I had Elijah, I still was on that perspective of, oh girl, like sis was, when it was just me and Nico, I would get up at 4.30 in the morning. I would have like two hours. Maybe I would have my, I would have a whole five pages of notes. Mm -hmm. Baby. Okay, that comes few far between now. But when I do get my time with God, it's very much so um, it, it, it shifted. So when I had Elijah, one of the ways I spent time with God was I just listened to soaking music. I think that's why I connected with it so well. So there would be times where I was with Elijah and I would be nursing him that I would just pray. Um, I also listened to a lot of podcasts that were faith based um, mm-hmm. that spoke to me. Um, I also listened to a lot of sermons at the time. So it's just transition. But the biggest thing is feeding your mind with the word. Mm-hmm. If you don't do nothing else, because if we're not anchored in scripture, if you think of an anchor that's in the ground of the on a boat, it's going to stay put. When that anchor is not stayed put, you're going to drift off. Mm-hmm. And so especially now as an entrepreneur, I am really now at the point of God pressing on me about time with him because as a business owner, that's doing things for God. And also in the nature of what I do, I'm pouring. Mm -hmm. If I'm not full, I can't pour. And I have been empty and pouring and -hmm. it's just not sustainable. And that becomes a thing where when you're in the world and you're trying to do business your way, you're always going to run on empty. You're never going to be full. And God is like, we function under him. We're always going to be wells. And so, um, Shifting into more of my time with God has been really just focusing on like my values, my priorities, praying over my husband, praying over my son. I think those that God has really been on me about family and like letting that be the priority. And so not letting business overtake that because it's so easy to let that happen. 
but really just being very anchored in him and like coming to him consistently. Mm-hmm. Um, and then lastly, another thing, um, more so when I first went into entrepreneurship is active faith. And active faith looks like me acting in faith outside of my prayer closet. That is just not this thing of when something bad is going on, I feel like I got to retreat to my prayer closet for two hours, but how do I actively work with God through the process and not using the prayer closet as an excuse to not do the work? Yeah, that's good. And, And what comes to mind when you say that is making room and that's twofold, you know, making room by starting your day and ending your day. Cause the Bible says meditate on the word day and night. So <laughs> multiple times a day, we need to be doing that. Yeah, but um, just having that time with God, but then also making room for him in your day to day, because that's how you make those faith-based decisions. And that's how you make sure that when you're going about whatever it is that you're doing, that you're doing it his way, that that's how you make sure that your emotions don't overtake you. So we have something we do, like I feel, but I know, and like our social media and it's in our first prayer journal. But for me, that's like something I actively practice on a day-to-day in life. When stuff start hitting me hard, I let myself feel my feelings and cry and be upset and say, God, but I trust you. And I'm going to move forward in that. I remember yesterday, I was just so frustrated because I don't say, like we mentioned, like I don't like for my day to feel like it's pulling me around. And right now we're in like this real estate deal for a business, but like real estate operates, you know, like they, the realtors don't sleep. They they, the lenders don't sleep because they don't get their check to the closing table. And I'm like, I don't know how y'all live like that. I like to get paid first or at <laughs> least have like, you know, a, a contract in place to where it's guaranteed that my money is coming. But that whole, yes. we uncertain until, oh God, I could not live like that. But shout out to the realtors. Girl. But they work nonstop. So like what my usual schedule is I stop working at 4.30. Our nanny, she comes in the uh, morning at 8.30. I go work. She leaves at 4.30. I'm off. Like it, there's no evenings or anything like that. Every once in a while, sometimes maybe, but that's not a usual thing. And so like with that, they're calling me in the evening. Oh, we need this document, that document. I need you to fill this out. And I'm like, bruh, I'm not. Well, I'm not, I'm eating dinner with my family. So I'm not even talking, I'm not even looking at my phone until dinner time is over. So then when I look at my phone, I'm like, so I got to open my computer. I can't mm-hmm. live like this. Mm-hmm. Like I simply just cannot live like this. And I remember yesterday, it was a lot of that. And some in business, sometimes things, time is of the essence. So you have yep. to yep. get it done. Yep. Yep. And so this yesterday, it was one of them days where everything was time of the essence. And I ain't like that. And then I had like, I only talk to clients on Tuesdays and Thursdays. So then it was Thursday. So it's the day that I'm pouring in and talking to other people. And then I got everybody needing something from me outside of that. I was like, bruh. And I remember 4.30 came and I couldn't close my computer because I had to get something done. I said, you know what? This is just going to have to wait. And if it, not the real estate part, that could wait. But the other thing I'm like, this is going to have to wait. And I'll deal with it tomorrow. And I, I emailed the person back like, okay, send me what you have. I'll get my stuff back to you tomorrow. And so I remember going downstairs and I'm like, we're going like, we're going to go to the park. Me, BJ and the baby went to the park. So I was like, let's do that. And that's what we did. We walked down the street, went to the park, swung on the swings. And it, it was exactly what I needed to get back control of what is real. And not to say that business stuff isn't real, but sometimes you just got to pull yourself back. And what's real is it's a it's the winter time in the DMV and the weather is decent. And we're outside breathing the air. I'm with my husband. I'm with my child. We're life is good. We walk down the street. Life is good. The neighbors waving at us because they see me uh, holding the baby, one of his hands. Uh, BJ got the other hand and we walking down the street waving it. I'm like, this is this is ease this is real this is like god and just his provision and it was i was able to just bring myself back into reality Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and so i think that that's something that we all have to do is make room for god in a day-to-day and understand when it's like a stopping point to where life tries to pull us like i'm making the executive decision that this has to stop right now and i need to go back and just be aware of God's goodness for a second. 
so that I can get back in the ease and the pace that I have the benefit of having as a child of him. And so that was big, big for me yesterday. Um, And for you, like just uh, what I heard really was just making sure that we're making room. Yeah. Yeah. Because you as a business owner are not a slave to your business. Like Mm -hmm. that becomes the basis of that. And because of that, you have the ability to make those executive decisions to, I'm going to give myself grace in this moment to make a executive decision that I need a break. And so because you're not a slave to your business, you have the ability to make those decisions. We can then walk in grace, but Mm -hmm. the decisions come with understanding yourself, creating boundaries, understanding Mm -hmm. how you want your day. Look how really, and ultimately how you want to feel because how you want to feel when you're running a business also becomes a way of understanding when I'm overwhelmed, what I need to do to kind of get back into center mode. Cause sometimes it isn't like you said, that wasn't a thing where you wouldn't have to go in your prayer closet for an hour. It was, I'm going to go walk with my family, prioritize this, prioritize a value point of mine and then Mm -hmm. get back into it. And so I think that becomes a thing of making room and having active faith. Yes. I love it. So one thing I want to touch on it a little bit is just obedience and how are people able to, for those listening, how are they able to really just overcome the various things that keeps them from being obedient, whether it's fear, frustration, um, uncertainty to just overcoming those emotions so that they can master them and get back into alignment with God. Yeah. So when it comes to obedience, I think, there are two factors that play into it. One is really understanding obedience is a choice. Like mm-hmm. in a very simple way, it's not overthought, not complicated. It is a actual choice to choose mm-hmm. to obey. Um, mm-hmm. And obedience looks, you know, whether you have to just decide, but I always say when, especially when it comes to like ideas or things God has given us, pick the lowest hanging fruit, pick the lowest thing that's easiest for you to decide. And also do the last thing he said, If God said rest in this season, choose rest, because I'm telling you when you don't, you put more on yourself than necessary. Mm -hmm. Really, obedience is a choice. Now, when it comes to, you know, overcoming like your thought process and all of those things, most of the time, anytime we just want to self-sabotage or just not obey, there's some form of worry. There's some form of overwhelm. There's some negative narrative we're telling ourselves that impacts our belief. And you have to really understand that that negative narrative, Trump, God trumps that. Mm-hmm. But also the negative narrative, if you let it, will lead you. And it's real. Like it, like it comes up. Like let me not say like there's not been moments all the time where I ain't said, okay, God, what you gonna do? Okay, mm-hmm. God, I ain't got it today. Okay, God, I'm overwhelmed. But then what do I have control over? And I do have control over my thoughts. The Bible talks about being being a promise of we have the authority to cast those things down. We have the ability to bring them into the obedience of Christ. Um, But also relying on community, like really understanding that you don't have to be in your head. You don't have to be isolated. You don't have to like think on your own. You have people around you that can really like talk you through. And again, that's not always available to everybody, but you have someone. I I can't ever say that somebody ain't got nobody. Like we all got one person we can go to. So when it comes to obedience, I really think it's choosing. And also what's the cost of me not obeying? Truly like, what am I, what is the cost of me not obeying? I remember when I got my license, it took me six years to get that. It was supposed to take me two Hmm. because I didn't listen to God. And I wanted to choose my own way. I was working a job that was going to allow me to get it in two years. I stayed in the job in a year and I was like, "Mm, I don't like this job. Left. And it took me six years to get. And in that time frame, God really showed me that he had to like allow me to choose that to say, like, this is a road that you chose, but I'm going to provide grace in this, but it's going to take you a little bit longer. And so there were moments where I wanted to forfeit that and be like, well, I don't have to get a license, God. And he would tell me, I remember when I wanted to leave my job and I had got another job. And I had put my resignation in at my job at the time. I think I had been working in my my job before I quit my job for about two years. Um, and he said, you can choose to go this route, but it's going to take you longer to learn the lesson. 
mm-hmm. what he told me was that I wanted you to learn perseverance and patience. And I didn't understand it at the time. It wasn't peaches and cream, why I had to stay. But I remember when I left my previous job to go to that job, how much I hated it. The feeling of disapp- the feeling of just honestly not being at peace because I didn't obey. Mm-hmm. I would rather be under the covering of obedience and do something that's outside of what I really feel like I want to do, but I know it's for me. And the promises, like, I, I feel like I am now walking in the promise of obedience. And mm-hmm. there are clear promises with obedience. We're, we're clearly, there are things that I have not had to lift a finger on because of obedience out of just trusting God to be the one to do it. So I think when you don't obey, you're going to feel the agony of not obeying versus yeah, walking right. in the obedience and really, really experiencing the blessings of obedience. I love that. You're going to feel the agony of oh, not obeying. Oh, hmm. oh, when you don't obey, you feel it. That's why when people are like, God has told me to do this. And I'm like, well, why have you done it? Like you're sitting, you're literally sitting in agony because of not obeying. And because of that, there's not to say like, it's not rough. Like, I know you talk about your story all the time of like God telling you to close your business down. Like it's not rational y'all. Yeah. It's not rational when God tells you to do something. It's not rational. He tells you to leave things. It's not rational. He tells you to give it up, but I promise you, I'll tell this quick story, Tatum. When Mm -hmm. I, when I, um, 2019, I remember this. I had came to your Fine Your Voice Academy retreat. And again, I will toot Tatum's horn on being the podcast godfather, y'all. I will say this real quick disclaimer. You need to go to her open house if she's doing that. Um, <laughs> when I went to her retreat, my podcast was getting 3,000 downloads a month. I think I just closed out one month last month, Tatum, like 31,000 downloads. Okay. Therapies of Christian Podcast. Okay. Shameless plug. Anyway, mm-hmm. came to her retreat. And came home from the tree 2019 and I told God, okay, I want to quit my job. What I got to do? I had put a quit date on my board, all of this. And he was like, I want you to, pro- I want you to propose to your boss to go part-time. And I was like, why would I do that? This, mm-hmm. this white man ain't going to let me go part-time. I had just become a supervisor. I was like, he ain't going to let me do that. He was like, mm-hmm. propose it. Proposed it. My boss was like, we'll talk about it the following school year. This was like October, 2019. So the panini comes in March 2020 uh-huh. and my boss presents to me again. Hey, we're getting some funding cut. Do you want to go part time? I was pregnant and also was like, I don't know because I'm going to get my money cut. So I went back to the Lord and I said, Father, what do I do? We didn't know at the time we were also not going to be going back fully into the office because the panini had just started. This was mm-hmm. April 2020. I go back to the father. He says, do what I told you. Go part-time. I'm pregnant. My money's going to get cut. And I'm like, okay, what's going to happen? I go part-time in my job, pregnant, during the pandemic, the top of the pandemic. My boss didn't change my pay. So I was still getting paid my full pay, pregnant, working part-time. And because I worked part-time, all of the duties I had to do were given to other people. So the only thing I had to do was manage my team virtually. So I am pregnant, Tatum, working probably at the most seven to 10 hours a week, sleeping, running my business on the side because of obedience that I did back in 2019. So I'm reaping the benefits of obedience in 2020 from something he told me to do in 2019. My boss would have never did that. He would have never approached me going part-time if I had, it wasn't rational. I mean, I wrote out a whole whole plan on this whiteboard with God. And I'm like, I don't have no business. I don't have no license, Lord. What am I, what am I presenting this to him for? He was like, Mm -hmm. you do what I said. And so because of that, so when I quit my job, all of the duties were already given to other people. I went on maternity leave, came back for a month and put my resignation in, in July because of obedience. I didn't, I was at home sleep. I would get on meetings for an hour and go back to sleep because Mm -hmm. of obedience. So we don't recognize it at the time, but the blessings of walking in the favor of God really do trump what we believe. I love it. I love it. Girl. So I'm going to transition a bit to the business side. Okay. Um, oh, but before we get to the business side, tell everybody about the time with God challenge. Oh, okay. So quick story time. So same year, 
that I actually went to Find Your Voice Academy a month before that. This was 2019. I was in prayer and God told me, teach my people how to spend time with me. And I was like, why? Why would I do that? (laughs) Again, why? This was my first time ever charging anything. And again, my my business now, I, I charge four figures for what I do. At the time, I only charged $25. So God gave me a timeline. Like he helped me to get comfortable with charging. And so again, no matter if you're charging $10 for something now, doesn't mean you won't ever get to the place that you can actually charge what you want to charge. So be okay with that small step at a time thing. But I didn't understand. I was like, why am I doing this again? So he told me to do this. And over the course of time, I launched the Time With God Challenge. I think I had did it, I think, five times over the course of two years. Um, And almost 300 people have done this challenge where I just basically teach them how to spend time with God, practically how to study the Bible. And so I am teaming up now with the society, with Blessing Boss Up, to do the Time With God Challenge. And I am so excited because it's a it's a lift it's a lift spiritually to do and i think more so than anything everybody really needs to understand that this doesn't have to be overthought or or not practical and just as we've been talking about spending time with god you're going to go through different seasons where that sometimes becomes on the back burner and to get back in the front it needs to be the very first thing we think about so time with god challenge is basically a challenge where we're doing it for two weeks now i'm so excited about that Um, And we're going to be talking about how to spend time with God, how to just practically get in front of him, how to study the Bible. We're going to talk about purpose. We're going to talk about how you can actually spend time with God when you're in a rough season. We're going to talk about how to just prioritize him. And I think more than anything, the mandate for us in this season as believers is that we prioritize him because it's not on us to do anything. It's only on God to be our our, um, anchor. And so if you want to learn how to do that, you absolutely need to join the society. For me, you need to join society in general anyway, girl. I've enjoyed it thoroughly. But also, join the challenge because I really believe God is going to show up for us, but also show up for you individually. Yes. And the challenge is free. You get two free weeks in a society um, with all the things that come with the challenge, as well as just getting access to the community because community is a very, very big part of you really getting committed and uh, surrender and stay in the course. So um, if you go to blessedandbossedup.com slash challenge, you can see like all the speakers we have, all the logistics of what's going to happen, but it's happening within a society for free for two weeks. And be there, girl, because... Yeah, March 13th through mm-hmm. March 26th is come see us. Come see about the Lord, okay? Period. Mm-hmm. Yep, exactly.